let's go. G'day and welcome to Two Red Chairs. This is episode episode 36. I'm going to keep that in there. That was too good not to. This is episode 36 of Two Red Chairs. I'm your host, Frank, as always. And this one is just you and me. You and me in this episode. I don't have a guest. We are going to be talking about a couple of things that I've brought up over on my socials. On G'day Frank and on LinkedIn. A couple of things that we might need to, to hear cover, chat about, deep dive into, a little bit more than just a carousel post. And I'm talking about uh, these two things in particular. The first one is dealing with the critics and showing up. And the second is to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. You might have seen these posts on my Instagram page at G'day Frank, um, but if not, we're going to cover them here. So, the first one was um, a post. You can see it on the page. It says, you may need to hear this today. And if you do, I hope this might help. So that particular post was in relation to um, my own experiences, but also the experiences of others where you may not have encountered this of somebody leaving you some feedback. Either it could be a, a testimonial review or something on your you know, Google My Business page or on a product that you might sell, or it could be on a social media post that you put out there, or even in a direct message. And the particular week that I posted this last week, I had three or four encounters with people being fairly critical or jokingly critical about um, what it is that I was doing. And I I found it particularly interesting. I don't take this to heart quite personally. I use it as a bit of a passive aggressive turn of events to make it a bit of content for others to learn from and realize that they're not the only one going through this. And I hope this is the case for for you listening. Um, But my perspective on this is that having had people throw some shade and you you can feel it, like there's something in your gut that you can kind of see what someone's trying to do. It might be in a, a very uh, veiled way, but you, you no doubt probably have felt that if you've ever had this kind of experience. And it's not pleasant, and it depends on how you obviously take it. You might, you know, it might be like water off a duck's back, but sometimes it could it could uh, hit hit a nerve, and it's never pleasant. And look, I, I'll say this, and the big caveat here is, when you put yourself out there, you know, there's there's got to be some onus on you to expect it not always to be a positive bit of feedback in return that's life i mean we can't be for everybody we're always told that but in those kind of instances instances where it's not warranted you know when you're putting something out there that's not correct or you know invalid in in some way where you shouldn't be saying something like this that what you're saying um, is true or whatever and someone just wants to you know bring you down a peg or criticize you or or pull apart your work or anything like that um you know it's never it's never welcomed let's put it that way and you're going to at some point if you haven't already experienced this kind of feeling and for me what it's transitioned to in my own head is the fact of someone not being content in themselves you know there's there's something going on in their life that they just want to shit on other people 
for instance, um, or that they're not prepared to do what it is you're doing themselves. So if they've commented on if it's a new logo you might have designed and, and they kind of criticize it, it might be that they're not prepared to, to create a logo in that kind of style and they're like, oh, I don't really like that. I mean, I, I don't like every kind of style of logo. There's a lot of styles of logos out there that I'm not a huge fan of. Do I go on their page and say, oh, I would have done it differently or that doesn't look so good or that color, mm, not so great? Hell no. So in, in that kind of instance, those people that do that, you've got to kind of think to yourself, man, there must be something going on that realistically isn't obviously helpful to them, but it's also not helpful to me. But am I going to let that get to me? Hell no. Um, what we kind of want to do is that that kind of sage bit of advice that Gary Vee tends to give out is, you know, empathize with people. You know, you never know what someone's going through in their life to say what they might be saying, especially if it's negative, um, because we don't know what other people are kind of, you know, are up to. But I tend to find that a lot of the time it's a bit of ignorance of, of someone that's not prepared to, to do what you're doing. And it's what I, you know, I'd call, and I think a lot of you might call if you've never heard of this term, it's called tall poppy syndrome. And it's basically bringing someone down a peg because they're standing out from the, the rest. So if you think of a poppy, like a flower, standing out above the, the grass and the weeds, nice and beautiful and, and red, and uh, you've got everyone down below and you're looking over them. Or kind of, they're looking up at you going, oh, you know, stuff you kind of thing. You're getting ahead of me or, or whatever. And we all have this. We see people with bigger followings, bigger celebrity status, more money, more success, more clients, better work, all these kind of things we feel about others. It's a natural feeling. It's a competitive kind of feeling. Um, but at the end of the day, we're all running our own race here. And I think this is, you know, the kind of the learning point is here to stay in our own lane and not focus on the negatives that people want to dish out and be aware of the fact that it might happen here and there. I mean, you're totally entitled to go back to that person and put it back on them and, and say, you know, what the hell? You know, why did you feel it was necessary to make that comment? And just kind of wait to see what that response is like. Because um, at a hazard, I guess, if you do push back on someone that does have something, you know, to say and, and nothing helpful to say, let's, let's say that, um, you'll get them on the back foot very quickly. And that's how I kind of push back. If they're, if you believe that their feedback is unwarranted, um, just ask why they needed to ask that question, why they need to say that comment. You know, the alternative is if you don't want to engage with that person is you can ignore them and block them. And then the other option is to just embrace it and be the bigger person and just say, hey, thanks for your contribution um, and, and leave it at that. You don't need to say anything more. You don't need to say, you know, why you don't believe that they're right. But, you know, for me, I, I, I turn around and, and give it back to them, If especially because most of the time it's someone that, you know, either doesn't know what they're talking about or they come from a place that isn't, you know, doing exactly what I'm doing. So how could they know, you know, what my reasons are and all the rest of it, especially when there's nothing, you know, if there's nothing incorrect about it. Um that's my little spiel on that one. Just, you know, if, if we're staying if we're staying in our lane and focusing on what we're doing and, and who it's made for, you know, if that person that comes back to you gives you some heat and they're not your core kind of audience, then that's when that kind of moment is of, of letting water off a duck's back kind of play out and not letting it get to you. And by all means, you can vocalize it. 
try not to vocalize it, I guess, in the way that <laughs> I do so publicly. Um, but vocalize it with someone in in your network. You know, it could be a spouse, you know, a friend, uh, a fellow, you know, creative in this instance, and and talk it out and get it off your shoulders and out of your head and um, externalize it a bit so it doesn't just sort of mull over and affect your creativity, affect your inspiration, affect your process, and you know, let it get in the way of all those good things that you're trying to do to uh, to put yourself out there and, and do the great things that you do. So that's something I wanted to share with you there. The other thing that I did bring up in the last week was in another post is something to say that I have no time for designers. You know, you could be a branding designer um, or you could even be a non, I guess, creative, like a marketing person or an advertising person that in this kind of space, you now and we all see um, thought leaders galore. You know, there's the big ones that have the celebrity status and the huge ass following and, you know, the podcasts and the articles and the big ass businesses. They're at another level. We're starting to see, obviously, a lot of thought leaders and whether or not you see me as one, I, I'm a business owner. I'm trying to figure all my shit out. I don't profess to be someone that's crazy knowledgeable about everything, but I do have a certain opinion about a lot of things. And in this kind of opinion here, these I see a lot of thought leaders that have a lot to say, but not a lot to show for it. And I mean, it doesn't mean that you have to be working with the likes of Coca-Cola and McDonald's and Nike to have some skin in the game of being able to profess your own opinions about what it is you do. If you're a web designer, if you're a logo designer, whatever. It's more to say that you need, you're going to need to back up what you have to say. And I dare say you've seen online a fair few people. I'm not going to name names here, but I'm, I'm guessing you probably know who or you've seen some people like this that say they do all these things. They have all this stuff to say about what it is they do. But have you ever seen a shred of work that they've done? You know, it could be a designer that talks everything about logo design, but never shown you a logo that they've made, you know, in the real world for a paying client that's pushed back and given them feedback and, and all the rest of it. And they've gone through that rigmarole of, you know, going through what we're all going through to know and back up what they're saying. There are, there are unfortunately those kind of people out there and they do get followed and clients do come to them and, and um, and want to work with them based off words alone, which boggles my mind there, i got to say, but what ends up happening, and I've had it firsthand, is a designer like myself is the sloppy seconds to a designer, and I'm giving like inverted, you know, bracket kind of Dr. Evil fingers here, the, you know, the quotation marks, air quotes, um, that do profess what it is they're doing but haven't shown a, you know, a crumb of what they've done. And so when they do end up executing on whatever it is they say they is that they do and, and can do and have done, and the client isn't happy with the result because obviously they, their expectations are just, at the moment, words and false expectation, obviously, and, and then they walk away with nothing really to work with. And then I get a knock at the door and... A, a client's there saying, I went with this person. I didn't really get a great result out of them. Um, can you help me? And what that 
what happens there is that I'm left with those sloppy seconds where I'm on the back foot of not having the trust of the client because they've lost trust in creatives. It might be the first creative they've ever gone with. And I'm having to pick up the pieces for that particular person that's just not followed through. So the learning point here, I guess, for for you listening is if you do present what it is you present, be it on your website, be it on social media, YouTube, in articles, whatever it might be, and you, you talk the talk, please show the walk. Please show how you take that walk of implementing what it is you know. And I, I hazard a guess that 99% of you, if not 100% of you listening to this, do this. You most likely have a portfolio on your website or Behance or some shape or form, maybe even a PDF that you can show what it is you do and have done for others and others being paying clients. If you're starting out, that's a whole nother different you know, kind of kettle of fish and I hazard a guess that's not where you're at if you're making you know content and putting yourself out there publicly to uh, to say all the stuff you have to say about what it is you do. But show that stuff. Clients are looking for that to have greater trust in knowing what it is you can do um, and have done for others, especially if the testimonial backs it up, if there's results out of it, if there's something to point them towards other than your own uh, website portfolio or Behance portfolio that it can see it in the real world, let's say, and it'd be a bit more tangible. That can help instill greater confidence and help grow that perception and value of what a designer can offer if we can all do this collectively it it helps everybody so when we get these jerk-offs that have and i say jerk-offs with complete conviction that you see them you have they have uh, thousands and thousands of stacks of stacks of people following them and i personally have not seen a lick of work i don't know who they help, how they've helped, what they do, apart from a couple of lines on a website and a whole heap of content that shows what they apparently know or regurgitated or anything like that. It's it's very fake. Um, and we're living in that kind of scenario as designers. So if this is a bit of a call to action to rise up and, and you know, push out those kind of people, it's not what I'm looking for here. What it is, is just to be aware of the fact that people can smell bullshit from a mile away, especially other creatives. Um, and what we want to do here is, is elevate the position of ourselves as creatives to make sure that we are offering our client a trustworthy and a valuable service, um, to not hide behind our inefficiencies, be upfront with people. If it's your first client or your second client, your third client, you don't have much to show for it. Be open and honest about that. Still show the work and stand behind it. Even if they're sort of crummy jobs, if you can share those things, it can give you a bit of a, a, a backing to back up what it is you say you can do. That's that's really, I think, you know, that needs to be done. It, the, the work can just be on your website. It doesn't have to be on social media. Every post doesn't need to be a logo. Like I, I post my stuff every probably 50 posts maybe of work I do. I can't show everything that I do um, every day because there's not enough to show or I can't show a lot of these things if they're for certain clients. So um, don't feel bad about not being able to share a lot of stuff, but if you are sharing in some way, shape or form, that's, that's what people are looking for. Designers 
and clients. And I say designers, not just to be, you know, critical of you and going, oh, if you don't show this, then stuff you, you're not a designer. It's more a case of, I want to know what you can do because there's that one day where I might need someone like you or someone else might need someone like you and they want to get you on board for a job. I'm finding that more and more if you collaborate with other creatives, um, showing your work and giving them a sense and perception about what you can do, not just based off what your words are, but you know, proof in the pudding. Because this is something that I did put in that post of there are a lot of cooks making, you know, and, and saying they do a lot of this in the kitchen, but really what matters, and I'm clicking through this post here to find what I, exactly what I said, the proof is in the pudding, you know, not in the recipe it takes to make it. So, you know, if you're going to be pretending to be a chef, please make sure you have something to back it up because um, you're going to be put in high stead with your clients and with your fellow creatives. I hope that is something that I'm preaching to the converted here and you're hopefully smiling and going, oh, Frank, yes, yes, glad someone said it. So I've had quite a few people tell me that after posting this. And it doesn't take much. It really doesn't take much, but it can take a lot of effort to get it right. And I fully appreciate that making case studies and putting your work up there takes a lot of time and effort. I've been there. It's uh, it's like uh, it's like pulling teeth, but when you do it, you will feel so much more rewarded, and you can back yourself up with something that is more than just what it is you can say you can do. You can point people in the direction of your work to to let them know that you can help them. That's the episode. I keep it. I've kept it. I've kept it really short. Just wanted to cover those two things on the GDL side of things because I did cover this on my G'day Frank business kind of page. Um, and wanted to share this with you if you're not in the loop on there because I think these are a couple of points that need to be made for us as creatives that others aren't talking about all that openly. You know, might be behind each other's backs. Who knows? That's okay. I really don't have any problem with that. But openly and publicly, just to kind of show what the, the standard is of what we're all looking to, you know, be like and help each other elevate our standards um, to to grow as creatives, to grow as business owners and uh, and just, you know, be better designers for our clients to show that value that we do have and to silence those critics as I brought up in the first point. So until the next episode, I will see you then of Two Red Chairs. I'm your host, Frank. Catch you later. Bye.